0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome to a special live edition of the Scientology Spy Files. I'm your host, Mark Headley, and I am joined here by my lovely wife, Claire.
1: Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me on, honey, in your Spy Files. This is the first one I've been on.
0: I just realized that when I I just said that. I was like, I don't think Claire's ever been on one of these before. Nope. this is a very, um, it's, there's a lot been building up to this episode. Um, just to, some of you may be new here. This may be your first episode. If you're listening on the podcast, this may be one of the episodes that you might want to watch on, on YouTube. Um, but I will try to explain it as much as possible because we're going to have a lot of visuals in this episode, but um, to get you up to, to get you up to speed. My wife and I escaped from a secret Sea Org base in the California desert in January of 2005. Uh, Fast forward; it's now May of 2006, and for the past, let's say, six months or so, I had been spilling uh, Scientology's deepest darkest secrets about its international headquarters on the internet, and they were none none too happy about this. This was very.
1: Yeah, and you were doing it anonymously under Blown for Good, thus the title of your book, Blown for Good, Behind the Iron Curtain of Scientology, which details everything that we're going to talk—well, it doesn't talk about after we left, but it details everything leading up to that escape.
0: That's right. And um, they, um, through uh, obtaining our phone records from the phone company, through digging through our garbage— stalking uh us with private investigators staking out our house um
1: remember they had a private investigator walking past our house every single day with a giant radio and a hat and super creepy
0: (laughs) it was like one of these world war ii uh radios it was like it was probably about a foot High and it had a like a four foot antenna. <laughs> he'd be walking. I thought he was just a uh, radio enthusiast, but Claire no, was convinced I, he was a I private was like,
1: This guy is super <laughs> sus, suspicious, like super sketch. Not not cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they had people following us to the grocery store, and if I would run errands during the day, they'd be following me around. They'd follow me to jobs, and um, and at this point, they have about. I'm going to say five to seven people that they're speaking to that are our friends, quote unquote, um, that also used to work at the international headquarters with us and who'd also left um, the C organization. But some of these people still wanted to speak with their families that were still inside Scientology and, and active or practicing or whatever you want to call it, Scientologists. And so Um, the spy wing of Scientology, which is called the Office of Special Affairs, uh, the same organization that perpetrated the largest infiltration of the United States government in history, um, they are tasked with uh, controlling Sea Org members and Scientologists that may be exposing Scientology to the general public and the media. So the Office of Special Affairs has tasked these five to seven people With sparring on us. And up until this point, and I do want to say this, up until this point, um, based on the files, the spy files that we've read, it really seems like there's at least one major person who's giving information to Scientology. And then Kirsten is then reporting that information up to the international headquarters and to David Miscavige in Religious Technology Center. David Miscavige is the leader of Scientology, and he sees these reports that are being uh, compiled by the Office of Special Affairs based on all the reports they're getting from the spies. And this is the first time I've actually read all of these files in chronological order um, and Now, looked at the pictures of what were happening, what was happening when these reports were being sent. Mm -hmm. And you will see by the end of this episode um, where things stand based on the photographic evidence we have and based on these files that are being sent up by Kirsten. Uh, We're going to call her Kirsten 5.0 because it does seem that Thorne was her married name. So, Kirsten 5.0 is now um, writing a document that is, I think it takes place, this document takes place on Monday. And I think my party was on that Saturday or Sunday. And this is Monday or Tuesday, but this is about a day or two after the birthday party has taken place. And when you read, when I read the document, you're going to see this is based on what people have told Kirsten. And it does seem that Kirsten's spicing it up a little bit for her, um, benefit so that it shows that she's been doing something and then you'll see what uh you'll see the people that are doing the sparring at the party you're gonna see them actively um working for kirsten and when yes. you see these pictures i mean
1: they'll see will you and, and also yeah. just just for context kirsten uh 5.0 is the primary person in Office of Special Affairs, which is Scientology's spy wing, who is responsible for tracking and reporting on pretty much anyone that that left Scientology, but especially uh, hiring private investigators to um, track down information about anyone who has left Scientology and is now speaking out, which, uh, and, and at this point, also, we, I should say I had not spoken out at this point; just you had anonymously.
0: Yeah. So they have um, categories that they put these Sea Org members into, and if you leave the Sea Org and you want to get back into Scientology, you have to pay what's called a freeloader debt, and this freeloader debt could be anywhere from fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars depending on what training or counseling you participated while you were in Scientology. Well, most of these things are required in Scientology. So it's essentially on-the-job training. That's a simple fact of the matter. If your employer um, requires you to do some sort of uh, processes or can- courses or counseling or anything, that they have to cover that. And if you leave, they can't then charge you for that. So I want to say this, that freeloader bills are illegal. Like, there, there's no place where that is a thing that you could be, um, like, your your wages can't be garnished or anything like that for a bill that you get from Scientology. It's useless. You, you could just tear it up and throw it away. But if you do that, then they're not going to let you speak with your Scientology family members ever again. And so that is sort of the leverage they have on all these people that are our friends and that we work with and work for or whatever. And those individuals, they wanna be able to speak with their family. And if they wanna do that, they sort of have to go along with the spine. So I do wanna preface this with that. So when you see what these guys are doing at this party, when you see what these guys are doing at the party, realize that they're not only, they might be under the guise that they're not gonna speak to their family members again and their future, eternity and mankind's future eternity is on the line if they don't get bit get rid of the big bad suppressives like yeah and it's
1: yeah and it's not that they're being paid to do this yeah yeah there's no leveraged and controlled to do it
0: yeah well that the payment part may progress that that may evolve over time i don't know if we're going to cover that in these files but we'll see but um Without, I think now we've got enough time that there's enough people in here. Um, when when you go live on YouTube, which is where we're, we're going live here on YouTube and we're on X right now, but um, it takes a bit for the notifications to go out. And so usually after about 500 people get into the, the chat and the live, then I assume that we're uh, we're good to go. So yes, to without go. further ado, we will cover the next document. In the Scientology's Buy Vials. And this document, you'll see it up, you get it up on the screen there. You see it there, babe? Uh,
1: Hold on, I gotta move my screen. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Okay,
0: I got the feed playing, so it just popped up. Um, This document is from May 23, 2006. So it is two days after my party. It's from the external security chief, OSA Int, and that is Kirsten 6.0 or 5.0, and it is written to WDC OSA, which is the watchdog committee member for the Office of Special Affairs, and that is the, the person at the international headquarters that is assigned in charge of the Office of Special Affairs. And at this time, the hat was kind of being worn by several different people. But um, it was either Mike Rinder or Kurt Wheeland or David Miscavige himself because he's he's the one who's gonna tell that person what to tell Osa, and uh, it's CC'd on here. The carbon copies are going to CO Osa Int, which is the commanding officer Osa Int, the deputy commanding officer Osa Int, the investigations chief Osa Int, and the. Direct or the Deputy Inspector General for Legal Affairs, RTC, which at the time was Warren McShane.
1: Yep.
0: Um, Okay. Here we go, guys. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to pull it up on a big one I can read over here. Okay. So then it says, here we go. Um, Re BFG. Dear Sir, I'm not sure which reports you have seen, so I've put the key recent data below. Bottom line on the birthday is that it did happen. And the people who attended were Eric and his WOG fiancé. That just means a non-Scientologist. That's what all Scientologists call anyone who's not in Scientology. They call them WOGs. I know it's a slur in certain locales around the world. In Scientology, it just means a non-Scientology person. Eric and his wog fiancé, Matt, Suzette, blank person, Ellen Prager, Gil and Gabrielle Llewellyn, and three wogs. Eric was there for an hour and said there was no discussion of Scientology at all when he was there. This is the part that that always makes me laugh, is that they think I'm going to have a birthday party and we're all going to get together. And talk about Scientology. No, we're having a birthday. We, we, we don't care about them. We're gone. A, we've been gone for a year now, maybe a year and a half. We, we don't give a shit about them. I, on my own, was just exposing them on the internet as a, just, you know, something I do at night when I couldn't sleep. <laughs> it wasn't my main activity in life. It right. was like, you know, some people go play video games. Oh, I just happened to go on the internet and expose Scientology. That was my game. <laughs> that was my game at night. OK, uh, but since this time, Eric called me tonight and remembered that when he first confronted Mark over the phone on being BFG, details below, Mark said, why are they trying to censor what I'm saying? Mark then backpedaled, said he was not BFG and that he just doesn't like the church trying to cut across people's freedom of speech. Yeah, this conversation never took place. Eric never once confronted me on posting anything on the internet. Never. (laughs) I think that we had talked about who this person was, but nobody knew. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Eric and Matt will be meeting with Mark within the next couple of days to complete the confrontation. Get it out of him that he is BFG and get him to stop. Eric said that he is positive he can get Mark to stop as he says he has points of leverage, ways Eric has assisted him, health insurance, house they are living in, arranged through Eric's friend that Eric can pull the plug on. Now, this is also funny because Eric had nothing to do with any of those things. Eric's friend is the one I was running a house from but every time i asked eric to ask the friend he would never do it so i just con- contacted this person directly and said hey i heard you the house was friend he goes oh yeah if i knew you wanted it i would have let you move in months ago and i was like yeah i've been asking eric for three months he just i don't know why i just won't ask you and then i set it up with the guy directly same thing with my health insurance and all this other stuff so eric might have been letting, uh, uh, giving on a, a little bit more, uh, a power that he had that he didn't. But then it says, Eric said, there are other things that he knows about Mark that he will use as needed, but he didn't want to tell me these things. Um, now any of you who've been watching the channel for a while will know that Eric was present at a birthday party I had the year before. And that party was the very first party that I had been to after I had escaped the C organization. And I got blackout drunk on Hollywood Boulevard. And they did a whole photo shoot of me laying on Hollywood Boulevard. And one of those pictures was the supposed blackmail that was going to be used against me. And I just posted it on the internet myself to preempt the strike. And now Scientology has been using that picture pretty uh, healthily. Um... Okay, I made it clear to Eric that he, Matt, and Suzette could have actually prevented this from occurring had they gotten themselves through their steps and handled Mark when he first started nattering. He said he recognized that and brought up his own request for a committee of evidence indicating he could see this would not be happening right now. I told him he was right, that looking at COMEVs right now on any of them was a complete joke considering who they are connected to and what they have allowed to occur under their nose and been party to at least as far as the natter goes. Natter is just when anyone speaks ill of someone or, in our case, of Scientology. Right. An
1: example is David Miscavige punched Mike Rinder. That's considered natter in Scientology and is something to be reported and is not allowed
0: yeah, even though it's fact, it's still saying bad something bad about somebody, even if it's true. And um, and if if you want to get back in good standing as a Scientologist, so if you've left the C organization from the international headquarters, you're automatically declared a suppressive person. That's L. Ron Hubbard policy. So if you want to get undeclared, you have to get a committee of evidence, and then you have to do these steps that are called the A to ease steps and the very first one is to admit that you're a suppressive and that you're going to stop doing suppressive things and then as the other steps pro- proceed uh, one of them is you have to pay off that freeloader bill
1: Yeah, and one, and I one of f- them is a very complete confession of all of your alleged crimes
0: yeah and, and what they do excuse me is if you once you confess all these things and say I did this and I did that and I do I a bad person Whether they undeclare you or not, they have a written and sometimes a videoed confession of you saying these things that they can use against you if you decide to leave Scientology in the future. Um, Okay. Yes. I think we're caught up. Okay. I. I told him that he, yeah, I told him that he was right. They're looking at COMEVs right now and any of them was a complete joke considering who they are connected to and what they have allowed to occur under their nose and been party to, at least as far as the natter goes. He said he understood this. I told him he has to align all of their actions to the A to E steps and get this scene handled, and that includes cutting any lines to any other SPs not doing their steps. So pretty much every single person at this party, except for the people that had nothing to do do with Scientology, are declared suppressive persons. We're all SPs. This is an SP birthday party, as close as you can have. This may have even been one of the very first SP birthday parties. And, um, And so they have to do that. Um, I told him that he has to line those actions, the ADE steps, and get the scene handled. And that includes cutting any lines to any any other SPs not doing their steps. Okay. Now, Kirsten doesn't know which of the reports she's been sending up have been read because some of these other reports that she sent up have gone unanswered. So she just copy pastes the last document that we read um, that we covered in the last spy file, She just put that entire document in here. So we're going to skip over that and get to the, the new info. And if you want to see what she wrote, just watch, uh, the last episode of the Scientology spy files. And I read the whole thing. So, but it just says right there, May 20, 2006 report. And then she listed there. Um, okay, good. Here it is. Okay. So after, so this is where her, her current report continues. My plan from here is as follows. One, Eric and Matt will do their handling of Mark and report back to me on this. I will report as soon as I have the data on this and propose further handling as needed, depending on how this goes. So evidently, um, they told her, we really worked Mark over at the party. We didn't discuss Scientology, but we confronted Mark and, you know, we're going to handle him. And then, um, so now they're going to have a new meeting and they're going to work all that out. Two, concurrently, IJC, that's the international justice chief, per Scientology's policy from L. Ron Hubbard, when you're declared a suppressive person, the only, the single person that a suppressive person is allowed to speak with inside Scientology is the international justice chief. And that is all to be in writing. Mm-hmm. That's what L. Ron Hubbard said. So not sure how Kirsten just can talk to whoever she want and have people spy for her and they work for her and they meet with OSA and they come in and even though they're all suppressives and they're only supposed to talk to the IJC, if they could possibly be a spy for OSA, they just throw L. Ron Hubbard right into the bus and just like, screw that. These guys are resources. We're going to use them. Yep. Concurrently, but, IJ,
1: Especially when said people all worked directly for David Miscavige for many years. Uh, David Miscavige is the one telling Kirsten exactly
0: what to do. Exactly. Two, concurrently, IJC, IJC sends the following emails to Eric, Matt, and Suzette. Dear Eric... I am aware that you are currently taking some action to handle a situation of a declared SP you are connected to who has been found committing further suppressive acts instead of getting through his A to E steps per LRH policy. You do need to get this person handled as part of your own handling, as part of handling your own situation. Handling this falls under your own steps A, B, and B1. This also means handling appropriately anyone else connected with this person. I know you also requested a committee of evidence. However, I believe it is obvious what the outcome will be if this were to be done while you are connected to someone described as above.
1: And and let's just insert what this is saying without saying it is... You're never Eric, going to talk to your family. Exactly. Yep. You got it. Eric, if you want to talk to your mother... All of this is going to be handled by you directly.
0: Yeah. Get the above actions done and we can take it from there. I am interested in assisting you to take responsibility for your situations and get yourselves back into good standing rapidly. Get back to me rapidly. That's a weak repetition, I think, if you're a <laughs> yeah. Sincerely, IJC. The same calm will be sent to Matt. Calm just means communication. And then they're going to write one to Suzette. Um, it's Um, Let me flip the page. Dear Suzette. And then flippity flop. Okay, good. I understand that you are IP on your men's project, and you are almost ready to turn in what you have done so far so it can be reviewed. Suzette has gone through a ton of the steps, and she's near the end of her steps now. So... And she's been playing the game because she wants to speak with her Scientology family members. Uh, Let me know exactly where you are at on this and when you can mail it to me so we can get your project completed rapidly. Otherwise, I know you are aware of the situation with the declared SP you have been connected to, who has been found to have been engaged in committing further SP acts instead of doing his A to E steps per LRH policy. This is definitely a situation and one that you, Eric, and Matt need to take responsibility for considering you have all been connected to this person. He needs to be gotten to cease his SP actions so he can get his situation handled in alignment with LRH policy. Get back to me rapidly so that we can get you all rapidly back into good standing. More weak repetition, just written in a weirdly different, weak way. Um, Sincerely, IJC. So here's another thing. Remember when I, we've talked about this on Lives and other spy files. We've talked about the International Justice Chief. His name is Mike Ellis. He doesn't do anything. Kirsten has written and proposed to David Miscavige the exact wording of the letter that the IJC will write. The spy wing is writing the letters for the international justice chief. Just keep all this in mind. And when we get to these photos, you guys are going to be flabbergasted. I mean, it's going to blow your minds. The amount of spying that's going on at this party, um, while I am I think we're all going to have a birthday party, we're going to have fun, and you'll see when we get to the very last photo, there's a group shot and there's one, one person, there's one, no, no. Besides Claire and I, there's one person that we're pretty sure didn't talk to Osa. That's yeah. it. One person in the whole photo.
1: <laughs> Little um, did we know we were posing with a bunch of Osa spies. Holy moly. I know. It's like <laughs> we're so. We were so, so naive <sighs> back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Three. IJC will also get Gil and Gabrielle into communication about getting through their steps. He has emailed them, but they have not responded. And 8C, 8C just means to control somebody, to get them to do what you want. And 8C Ellen Prager through her steps and get her to cut her line with Mark and Claire immediately. Now, Claire actually worked with a company that Ellen worked at. And Ellen got her the job. And we think that was sort of organized through OSA because OSA likes to keep tabs on former SEERG members. So they actually help them get into a job that another spy or SP works at so one can keep an eye on the other or vice versa.
1: Yeah, yeah. OSA would call into Ellen in that office on a regular basis... And she and would always step outside. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So we cool. already kind of knew, we, 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 from the outset, we knew Ellen was a little fishy. Mm-hmm. And the reason you, there's, it's very easy to see who's fishy because if they still have family members that are in Scientology and they want to speak with those people, they have to play along with OSA. There's right. no other way around it unless they break that family member out. They have to play nice to be able to talk to that uh, person again. And I knew Ellen since I was a tiny kid because my mom used to carpool, uh, take other kids to the Scientology school we went to. And one of the kids that she took was one of Ellen's uh, – was Ellen's daughter. I think her name is Vanessa. Vanessa yeah. Prager, I think is her Vanessa name. Vanessa
1: and Alexandra. She, had, she yeah. has two daughters. Oh, that's daughters. right.
0: Vanessa and Alex. And yeah, I think Alex is a big photographer, famous, uh, you know, muckety-muck in Hollywood, or of some notoriety. Um, and Ellen wanted to speak with those, her children.
1: Yeah, she was um, very, very upset that she had been, her daughters had both disconnected from her. There was no question. We we knew she was devastated by that. Yeah.
0: And Ellen used to work with us at the in- headquarters at the international base. In fact... Every single one of these people was at the international headquarters. So they all knew David Miscavige was uh, beating up people and violent and screaming and yelling and spitting on people and kicking and crawling across uh, conference room tables like a South Pole elf, all that stuff. Um, Okay. Okay, four. Mark and Claire are holding their next market in Burbank on May 28th we will be establishing a com line with them at this market. So the company that Claire worked at with Ellen was a farmer's market company that did farmer's markets. And Scientology were setting up farmer's market vendors to be in our markets so they could get our business forms and they could get our all our contact info and see how we did business as a possible uh, point of leverage to then... Make our business fail by doing whatever. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. It's a farmers' market. I mean, people are selling peaches and honey sticks. I mean, what are we going to do here? We're not, uh, you know. <laughs> these are SPX. These uh, this uh, black cherry honey that you're selling in sticks of plastic. Um, we have confirmed through a suitable call that both Mark and Claire will be present on that site. So they've already set this up and they've asked, oh, who's going to be there? Oh, Claire's like, oh, I'll be there and my husband will be there. And they're like, okay, we know they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Blank will likely be there as well, as we know that he is definitely doing this work with Mark. So they had another person that they were asking things about and he was like, I don't talk to them. I don't work with them. I don't know anything about them. And now they're finding out that he definitely is. So they already know one of their spies is holding out. At least one of them is not giving them the goods. hmm Five, concurrently, we are doing further digging into Mark and Blank's financial connections. We have found more data on this, I'm just going to say business guy, registered agent of the Headley Companies who is a definite manipulative crim. That just means criminal. And I have to nail down what mark-and-blank exact connection to this guy and work from there on how to document whatever criminality they are involved in. The key data from the PRC is below. PRC is a public's record check. Um, this is okay. Much love, Kirsten 5.0. Okay, now— <laughs> I'm, I'm not really going to get in the the guy, you know, when you, I don't know who has businesses. And if you have, if you run your own business, but in California, when you're trying to set up a business, you got to file this and you got to, and there's a guy you can just call like, he's a business agent and he'll just set up your company for you. He'll, he knows all the forms to file and he'll fill it out all for you. And he'll set up a business for you and he charges you like 500 bucks. Um, I, I'm, I don't know how we found this guy the guy I was working with was the one who found him I think he may have just met him through another person or found him in a phone book or it was just a guy like hey this guy knows how to do this I'm gonna have him do it for us okay how much does he' charge the same amount as everybody else okay whatever do it well Scientology went to town on this random guy my I myself I I don't even think I've ever met the guy in person. I ever no. met the guy in person.
1: No, neither of us did. Yeah, because he, he worked in uh, Northern California. Yeah, he's
0: just doing it. He just had to be in California, and yep. y- it's all done over the internet or through mail or over the phone. It's not a you don't. It's like whatever. It's, it's it's kind of ridiculous that they they deep dived on this guy and the next three pages are this entire business guy's business history for the last decade. Anything he's ever done, any company he's ever registered, any criminal or uh, any activities that he was up to, they dug and got everything. And I'll just show you the next pages you can see are all about this dude and every single thing he did. Okay. That gets us up to the party so they've been spying they've been digging in the grass the trash they've been they have a phone they have all these people spying at the party and um you can see through all these documents how kirsten has painted these guys as working they're her guys they're her soldiers they're her loyal soldiers that are going to stop me from being suppressive okay
1: Otherwise known as speaking the truth of what you experienced within yeah. Scientology.
0: <laughs> yeah. Being suppressive in Scientology is exposing Scientology and all the bad stuff they're doing. Okay. You guys are going to get ready. This is going to get crazy. Okay. So, um, oh, I'll put it back to that other one. I like that better. Um, yeah.
1: Now, this
0: party is taking place in May. My first son was born in February. And he is like my whole entire universe. And um, I have about twenty pictures of my life before I left Scientology, maybe thirty. Um I just no one ever took any pictures when I was a kid. Same and for I, me. E, and if Same they for did, me. I
1: have like five.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: that probably our, our parents have burned all of our photos oh, by now.
0: Yeah, childhood fit child. Hood uh, photos, I probably have five of two. Most of the other picture I have are from the ant base. And we've actually gotten off of our hate sites. People have downloaded them off the hate sites and removed the watermarks and sent them to us.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So
0: since leaving Scientology, I take a lot of pictures. And I may have taken... 50 pictures of this kid a day when, when he was younger, (laughs) I might have like 10,000 photos of this kid (laughs) up till now. But, um, so I get up in the morning. First thing I do, I see the little guy sleeping and I'm like, Hey, Kaleid, um, I do a whole photo shoot. He's asleep. He's not bothered by it. Um, but, on on all the photos that I'm going to show you, are um, se- sequential. I have the timestamps from all the photos. And, and and some of these photos, some might be a little blurry or not the best photos because people were moving around. And there was a lot of activity happening. But this is how the day starts with Caleon.
1: Yeah. And, and so he's about three months old. And I, yeah. I bring that up only because We're big, bad SPs being investigated by Scientology. And really, all we're trying to do is get on with our lives. We have our baby. We're doing everything we can to just make ends meet and get on with it. And yeah, they will not. Scientology will never leave us alone, as you will see shortly.
0: Yeah. These photos are they start in the morning when this picture and the last photo is like at 7 o'clock at night that we're going to show you today. So the party went, the party I think started like around in the afternoon sometime. So wasn't a lot happening. We're just going to have a barbecue and open some presents. That's it. It's not like a...
1: And and the other reason this is a good photo to start with is because of Kirsten 5.0's contorted evil theory, that our reason for speaking out was because we had, quote-unquote, a sickly baby that she had the audacity to refer to as it.
0: Yeah, that it it was sickly and ugly looking, and that we were jealous of Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, and that's why we were attacking Scientology. Um, Unfortunately, I started months and months before Any of these children were born, so that kind of falls apart on its head. Okay, next photo. Okay, here we go. Now, people are starting to show up to the party. Um, I'm hanging out in the backyard. That's me in the chair with Kale, Kaleid, and this is my friend Matt, who had also been speaking with Kirsten, and it's funny because I actually spoke with Matt yesterday, and I... Um, I wanted him to come on, but he, he was traveling and he had other stuff he had to deal with, but, um, he doesn't, he only met with Kirsten one time in all her reports. She makes out like they had a meeting. No, she called him on the phone and almost every time he was like, I don't know. Uh, -uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was very like, he was just like, whatever, I don't care. Um, he's never been undeclared. And as far as we can tell, um, he really never gave Kirsten anything. Although that's represented very differently in her reports. Mm-hmm. Like he's working for her in, in the reports that she's sending up. Okay. okay. Um, now we get to the fun ones. <laughs> now you can see who are these guys? Well, that's Matt again and that's Eric the big bad spy for Osa that we've been hearing about from Kirsten and you can see here he's doing his best to confront and shatter suppression at the grill making some wings and burgers <laughs> and then um so yeah that's Matt that's I've known both of the, both of these guys worked at the international headquarters um, for almost the entire time I worked there. I think Eric got there a year or two after I did, and and so did Matt. But uh, they were both there until I uh, Matt uh, Eric escaped a year before I left and Matt escaped like a month after I did.. Mm-hmm. Um, here we are again, uh, that you can see they're just like bent on confronting me. And uh, you can see how much fear I have over all of the the stern talking to's I'm getting. Um,
1: <laughs> You're just shuddering in your boots there, honey. I
0: am. I'm really like <laughs>
1: eating a chicken wing. Wow. You guys,
0: I'm going to have another wing before you guys confront me anymore. Um, there's uh, Eric doing, getting rid of uh, doing all his spy, spy work at the grill there um, He was actually like the grill master for that day. He left a year before I did. So he learned how to do some, some BBQ cooking and all that kind of stuff. So he was like, you mind if I work the grill? I'm like, dude, awesome. Do it. Let's let's get some (laughs) burgers and dogs and wings and get it all going. And then, um, oh, I don't know who gave these out. I, I suspect it was Claire or maybe Matt. Had gone and gotten, they got like fifty cans of silly spray, and um, and yeah, that so the, was,
1: that was Matt and Eric.
0: Yeah, so a silly spring war broke out, and uh, that on, that went on for a while. You can see there it is again. <laughs> this is blurry, so I wanted to, you know, put some titles on it oh, so you can you know see what? who was I, who.
1: I just figured it out. Eric was confronting you with silly string. That's that may be what, was what it was. About.
0: They have special OSA uh, silly string. Uh-huh. And uh, that might have been what it was. Um, okay. He
1: was, was going to tie you up with all that.
0: Yeah. So they're spraying me. And, and and pretty much after about 15 minutes, I was literally like, seriously, like, this is getting to be ridiculous. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. It never ended. And uh, finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to light a cigarette. Nobody shoot me because I think that stuff might be flammable and uh no that didn't stop them they just kept going um anyway there's just more pictures of silly string nonsense um oh here's a picture they took they're like hey osa we're doing the work we're putting in the time um don't be mad at us uh we're gonna get undeclared whether hell or high water um okay then i don't know what happened but I think the silly string ran out and then squirt guns. Somehow they pulled out backup squirt guns. Mm-hmm. And um, so now that was a thing. Um, let me see what else we got here. Yeah, then squirt guns. It was just ridiculous. And I think that's it. That's the last slide I have of that sequence. Um, and then I want to show you this, guys. <laughs> A little video. So cool. You're to start a war, dude. <laughs> Yeah, their squirt guns ran out of water. No, no, no. Yeah, so I went and grabbed the hose. I was like, "You know what's better <laughs> than a squirt gun? A garden hose." Anyway, that ended the squirt gun. I, that they 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 tapped out right then. Um, okay, so now we get into the really hardcore SP spy files stuff that uh, Kirsten was talking about there. German chocolate cake. Uh yeah, nah. This is what's going on, Osa. I had cake. We we had a barbecue, silly string fight, squirt gun fight, then cake. You're never I, gonna guess. I forgot what's about happen. that.
1: That was a that's a German chocolate ice cream cake, no less. See, look at the ice cream. Yeah, Yum. I like a
0: I. I do. When I was young, my father's favorite cake was German chocolate. So if we had a cake, if he had a party, that was the cake we were eating. And we weren't eating a lot of cake besides on a birthday. And so I came to like German chocolate. And, um, and, and that, I think
1: that doesn't look like much, but I made that from scratch. I remember that.
0: I do. I remember that too. Thank That's you, good. babe. I really appreciate it. You're it was welcome, a delicious honey. cake and I really do like that little tea candle that you put on top oh, of it. That's a well, budget you know, friendly yeah. and in a pinch.
1: <laughs> Cut me some slack. I had a three month old, I forgot candles. Let's just like, call a spade a spade. <laughs> like I,
0: Hey, I'm not doing primatine mist miss commercials. I blew that thing out. No problem. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. SP cake. That's right. That's what we Mm. got right there. Uh, And Scientologists do consider Germany an SP country. So it would only be appropriate to have a German chocolate cake at an SP birthday party. Mm, Um, And then we did presents. I mean, that was the next thing that was going to happen if you guys thought like it was all leading up to the spying. No, it it was leading up to presents. Mm. And of course, what are you going to get me? Cards, Depeche mode, Depeche mode. Depeche mode. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I'm not hard to shop for. (laughs) Okay. Now, let me see if I can move us around so we can. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Eric talking to Osa. Eric's uh, non-Scientologist fiancé not talking to Osa. Gabrielle Llewellyn, we were pretty sure they were talking to Osa because Kirsten said she's going to reach back out to them. And they were sending them emails. They just weren't answering them. Then you got Claire right in front of her, not talking to OSA. Um, Ellen, that's Ellen Prager above, SP, Ellen Prager at the time, um, talking to OSA. Uh, that's Gil Llewellyn, Gabrielle's, uh, the other OSA question mark um, husband, uh, talking to OSA, but we're not sure if they're giving him any info of any kind. And then you have Matt with the uh, tequila, <laughs> and then Suzette behind him, both also talking to OSA. Now, of these people in this picture, Eric, Gab, Ellen, Gil, and Suzette can all speak to their Scientology families now. Mm-hmm. So whatever, however you want to slice that, that's how things have mm-hmm. progressed to now. Uh, Matt, his mother, his mother is the executive in charge of, of the free winds, Scientology's cruise ship in the Caribbean. His mom is the boss of that ship. She mm-hmm. is the um, commanding officer of the Commodore's messenger organization for the flag, uh, Sea Org service org. Is that what it's called? CMO yeah. ship. She's the CMO. She's the Commodore messenger in charge of the free winds, whatever you, however you want to call that. Um, And then um, the only other people that aren't talking to their family are Matt, me and Claire. We're the only people in this picture that um, we're never allowed to speak with our families again.
1: Yeah. And, and yes, that's Suzette. Who's you. I don't know if you said it, but she's Shelly Miscavige's half sister and what used to had, previously been married to Sterling. Someone was asking about that.
0: Yes. Suzette Tompkins. That's right. She was yeah. married to Sterling. Matt and her had a thing and um, she actually lived in that, our guest house in the backyard. And one of those pictures, we showed a picture of it and um, Matt lived in the house with us. So we had like a two bedroom house. He had one bedroom. And then we had a bedroom and Suzette lived in the back. And then after a few months, when, Our son was born, Uh, Matt got an apartment, Suzette got an apartment, and Matt's room became our office slash, you know, nursery. And then, um, yeah, life goes on. Um, Yeah, there, um, I'm trying to think, Gab, her son and his wife, who both escaped from Scientology, They did a TV show, I want to say, on A&E or Lifetime or one of these networks. We, we at the time, the We Network or the Mm Woman's Network or whatever it was called. They did a full episode. It's Nikolai Allen and Amy Allen. They did an entire episode exposing Scientology and and how uh, children are treated in the headquarters. And after that was done, Scientology made a deal with them. And they were undeclared immediately when they filed a lawsuit at the same time we did because their statute of limitations were much much shorter. Um, like they hadn't eaten through as many years that, since they'd left Scientology, where whereas we were um, our statute of limitations were about were almost going to run out by the time we filed a lawsuit. And um, Gabrielle Llewellyn's son um, Nikolai. Um, filed this lawsuit after they'd already done a TV show, and Scientology cut a deal with them, and they were undeclared. And his uh, wife's entire family were in Scientology—like aunts, uncles, mother, father, brothers. Everybody was in Scientology, and they—they—they they talk to them to this day. Um, and it may have been through the convincing of Gab and Gil or or Gab on her own or uh, whoever. I don't know. Also, fun fact, Gabriella Llewellyn, OT-8. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the big OT. um, She knows all about Xenu and BTs and the the Galactic Federation. She knows all that stuff and uh, wasn't able to handle one single SP. um, Besides her son. And herself. Uh, someone and her
1: someone husband. asked a good question and said, yeah. are they aware of each other spying?
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think the only people that had known that Kirsten had spoke to one or the other were Eric... Matt and Suzette. So Eric in the black on all the way on one side and then Matt and Suzette all the way on the other side uh, with the white striped shirt and the brown uh, top on with the tequila bottle. Matt with the tequila bottle. You can see Matt is really serious about ending suppression. OK, he's <laughs> if, if anybody's given it 100 percent, it's Matt. OK, he's got a tequila <laughs> bottle he's going to polish off <laughs> to, to deal with this suppression. Um but yeah, like I said before, every single in this picture uh was allowed to speak with their Scientology. I'm not sure about Gil, actually. Gab and Gil, I think, I don't think they're together anymore. And I'm not sure if Gil has spoken to his Scientology. I think his sister and his parents were involved in Scientology. So I don't know that he actually got to speak with them again. But I know Gab does. I'm pretty sure. Well, to, to be honest, I've lost touch on what's happened with Gabrielle. I know she was speaking with her son and his daughter, but I don't know what the current situation is. But mm-hmm. I do know that Eric and Suzette and and Ellen are all good to go again. They're all back in the uh, back in bed with Scientology. Um, yeah. Not and not that they're doing anything in Scientology. They're just not exposing them, and they're not uh, telling anything they know so that their Scientology family members can uh, speak to them. Okay, then, uh, oh yeah, I think this might be one of the last pictures. It's just a picture here. Let me get this back over here so we can get a little shot of the of my guy. Um, so that is my son, uh, Kaleid, and then that's Claire. Um, and then I just want just for reference, um, this is a picture of me and Kale from like a month ago. Okay, he's a little (laughs) bit bigger than he was in that picture, and uh, that's uh, us doing some work at the top of Pike's Peak here in Colorado. But um, yeah, guys,
1: that—that's
0: a very different picture than what Kirsten paints, and for myself. I was only reading these files and getting worked up and like, I can't believe he said this. I can't believe, but then I went back through the files. Eric really, I mean, we've been painting Eric as the bad guy. He really never told Kirsten anything that she didn't already know from just spying on us. He did confirm some things and he did give more information over to her than I would have liked, just operational info and you know how I was making money and where I was doing stuff and all that. But at the same time, Um, Kirsten is painting it like a whole nother level. Like Mm -hmm. she's got a loyal army of soldiers that are working for her. And that's what she's painting the picture. I mean, we read the defiles. She sounds like she's a baller and that she's got these guys, you know, she says, jump. They say how high she they're, they're doing the work. And we're going to shut this guy down. There's a confrontation about to happen at this birthday party. And we're, Mark Headley, he's done. They got blackmail on him. We know where he works. We, we, we're going to ruin this guy. We're going to shut him down. Well, that was an example of all the shutting down that took place that day. None of these, I mean... I think all of these photos were taken by Suzette. I mean, she took them with my camera, but all of these photos were taken by Suzette. I know she shot the video because I can see her feet in the shot as Mm -hmm. she's walking and I can hear her laughing. But- um,
1: I wasn't taking pictures. I was taking care of the little Bubba. (laughs) Yeah, and you
0: were in the pictures. So we know you weren't taking them. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, ridiculous. Now there was other people at this party that were not Scientologists- And I did notice there was only one of them who's in any of the pictures. So I'm not sure how they manage to always be behind the camera. But And these people knew about all the Scientology stuff. For the most part, we had told them what had happened. And and they were sort of just like, you guys, this is some crazy stuff, you know? Yeah, thumbs up for crazy stuff. Anyway, um, so... So, but they're not, only Eric's uh, fiancé at the time was in any of the pictures that I could see. But, um, yeah, this is, I'm just trying to think. There was even a conversation that took, well, I didn't know. I knew somebody was talking to Osa, because I know how the whole game is played, and I know how it works. And I was pretty sure that it was Ellen. I knew about Ellen, because Ellen was sort of that. She would talk like that. She would say, and and that's actually how Suzette came to live with us. I totally forgot about that. Suzette used to live in an apartment with Ellen,
1: oh, and that's Suzette
0: right. was freaked out <clears throat> that. Ellen was spying on her for Scientology, and she was always like, "Hey, when are you going to go back and do your this step? And when are you going to do that step? And when you?" And so when we found out that Suzette was out and in LA, we were like, "Oh, let's talk to her." And then we found out what she was doing. We're like, "Oh, stop doing that. We can you can make forty five bucks an hour working over here." Uh, She was doing those farmers markets with Ellen, and um, so she had actually moved into our guest house. Because she was suspected of being a spy. And we thought it was funny. We would we actually were like, Yeah, who gives a shit about Osa? Invite her to the party and maybe she'll see what's going on and all the fun we're having. And when she reports that back to OSA, they'll get a clue and be like, Yeah, we're not these guys aren't coming back to the dark side for Scientology. Yeah. But um
1: Yeah, all along we were just like, Whatever, we're living our lives. We have nothing to hide. Um, as proven by the fact that the best OSA can come up with is that you allegedly look some crackers.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing that I, and I did tell this to people, and and I'm very transparent about it. If you want to sell out so you can talk to your kids, sell out. You have something you can trade with Scientology to be able to talk to your kids, do it. And, and I'm, I'm very positive that I had a conversation with Eric to this exact effect. Many years after this party, I said Eric because I knew he was I knew he was talking with Osa mm-hmm. because he was like talking to his brother who's a Scientologist, and he was talking to his mom. So I was like, he's had to have done something because um, he's talking to them again. And when I talked to him, I was like, dude, I don't mind if you give them information about them about me just don't get them anything that they're going to be able to jack me up with like they're going to be able to um you know mess with my clients or you know affect my livelihood i don't care if you tell them that i'm a baller and i make tons of money and i'm just you know i'm buying new cars and i'm just like woohoo, baller. living it baller.
1: up that's relative to having made 45 dollars a week <laughs> Yeah. For 15 years, just for context. So you know Well, yeah.
0: You make <laughs> you make a thousand bucks a week after making 45 bucks a week. I don't care who you are. You're gonna think you're a baller at that point. Okay. <laughs> that's um, true. Yep. Exactly. But um, but yeah, so I get it. I get we some people play the game in a different way. Um and the some of these people, that's it's it's uh Denver Stevo was talking about it on his channel last night. Um, Denver Steve was doing, I don't know why, but he was doing like a whole s- synops. He was doing a breakdown of the movie Sophie's Choice with mm. uh Oscar-winning actress Meryl Streep. Um and uh this is what that is. It's Sophie's Choice. Do you, do you? Expose Scientology because you know they're evil and they're doing evil deeds dastardly deeds on a full-time basis Or do you talk to your children again or your mother your father your brother your sister? Um, For some people um, That's a that's a no-brainer. I want to speak to my family. That's all I have in life so um, I was lucky that I had Claire so and also I never spoke with my sister. We worked at the same property for 15 years. I never saw her. She was in the RPF for years. She was in Florida for years. Um, she was always in trouble. She was actually in trouble more than I was, oddly enough. And I was the more troublemaker m- of the two. And she was always in trouble. And when I escaped, she was kicked out of the C organization. And my mother was also kicked out of the C organization. So... And they remained loyal miscavaged soldiers after they were kicked out of the Sea Org because I was creating problems for them for Scientology. And my sister and my, and my mother were um, considered security risks that they might be leaking information to me that I'm now putting onto the internet. So they had to get rid of them. And my sister was actually um, sent to Canada. And she was working at this new facility that they have. I think it was called the Hockley Highlands. It was like a big resort property that they bought in Canada that they were going to turn into a a seawork base or a narconon or, or an advanced organization or something. And her and this other guy spent months, if not years, maintaining the place, mowing the lawns. And um, there's videos. I'll see if I can find it. There's videos of some people... Like people that go and find abandoned buildings and stuff, they actually went in there and they found my sister's stuff with her name on it in the place. Because I when they, that. when finally I think I was telling everybody this is where she was and I was exposing that on the internet, and I was actually talking to her husband's employer and her former employer, I was, I knew a. T- anonymous people were sending me tons of information about her and what she was up to. And, um, and they ended up closing that whole property and never doing anything with it. I think they got ran out of town by the locals in the end. Um, they didn't want Scientology moving in. And, um, but to this day, my sister, my mother, my brother, I have not spoken to them, um, in years because they're still loyal to Scientology. And, um, I too and and the more I do this, the more I realize that was the better decision because if I save if I don't say anything, then Claire and I get to have a happy life with our family yeah that's that's what the, that's what we get. If I do say something, then everybody eventually gets to have a happy life with their family, so to me, it's a no brainer that way. Um, and the fact that I wasn't talking to my sister or my mother or my brother for th- my half brother, for that matter, for decades at a time, it wasn't, that's where you could see it. it wasn't like, um, Claire was much more important to me than them. And, um, so yeah, I made the Sophie's choice, but it, it wasn't a hard, I don't think that it was a hard one. And made people think I'm cold or I just, I'm Trying to look at the bigger picture and not just be selfish. And um, Scientology to this day, um, they have hate websites out about us. Um, They tweet about us on the uh, or they post about us on the X machine, um, you know, every single day, all day long. These hate websites have videos, hate videos done by all the people we worked with, our family members. We were Claire and I were arguing, well, who's? family is more evil. And I was like, well, mine, I have my mom and my sister have both done hate videos. And then what and did I you said,
1: say? And I said, well, wait a minute. Cause I have hate videos from my mother, my brother, my stepfather and my cousin.
0: I know. And I was like, okay, <laughs> your, your family's more dedicated to Scientology than my family.
1: Yeah, um, and, and like you said, yes. I, I, I mean, I know speaking for myself, it felt devastating that I would never speak to my mother again initially. And then I realized that Scientology destroyed my relationship with my mother, starting when I was four years old, or even when I was born. I was born into Scientology. So I never knew unconditional love. And what what do I want for my kids? Absolutely, without a doubt, I want to surround them with people who love them unconditionally. And that would never be the case With our family still in Scientology, if if any of our family wake up and get out of Scientology, of course we'll accept them, welcome with with love and forgive them for what they did, but uh, not on Scientology's terms.
0: Yeah, it it is. I mean, it is what it is, guys. Um, We made the decision we made. Um, We're sticking with it. It's been working out for us so far, and uh, we're going to keep going. Um because we're doing a live, I figured we could also take some questions, which I don't think I mean all of the spy files are pre-recorded. So this is sort of a new um thing here, but uh if you guys have any questions you want to ask. And you know what? Because I'm in such a good mood, we can even do a giveaway if you guys want um right. at the end of the episode. And if you can get your uh, uh you know what? I will get you answer questions and I'll get the stream yard um giveaway thing, um, fired up.
1: Awesome. Sounds okay. Good. So you want to okay. do that?
0: I'll, yeah, an- I'll, I'll pipe in, but I'll let you read them and answer them if you want while I, uh, get the uh, giveaway uh, tool fired. Perfect.
1: Up. So I, I haven't been marking questions. So if you just mark a, add a comment with a question, we'll get to that. Um, but here we go here. So let's see. Bert, Pineapple Osa must be so fed up of typing the word n-theta for Miscavige's reports. Yes, exactly. And n-theta in Scientology is a word that means "inturbulated theta. Um, in other words, anything negative about Scientology. It's, it's just a blanket word.
0: Yeah. OSA actually has a computer system and if you just type the word e, it just autocorrects and theta. all there, you know, that's how it, that's how it is at OSA.
1: <laughs> and And as we've already seen, Kirsten 5.0 is a huge fan of cut and paste to save her some time. I mean, hey, she's not getting much sleep. she's got a tough job cut out for her. So there you go. Sumaya. Claire, you look 100. Mark, take her out on the town. Oh, thank you. I will admit I'm a little tired today, but it's okay. Thank you for your very kind words. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's move along here. Um, Kathy Ann. Question. Apologies if you've said before, but why don't they refer to you by name instead of, quote, someone who has been declared an SP, unquote. That's a lengthy list. Yeah, and that's a really great question. The reason why is because they don't want anybody who's seeing those reports who all all knew Mark and I personally for many, many years, they don't want anybody to know that that's who they're talking about. That's why um, they do it that way, because they don't want other people looking at what's going on and go, wait a minute, Mark and Claire are saying exactly what happened. What's the problem? <laughs> Um, anyway, that's that. Office Office of Spoofed Affairs. Super sticker. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for being here. And while we're at it, just a reminder, looks like we're at around 1400 people. Please like and subscribe and help us get the message out about Scientology. Nancy New 12, are all these files from your lawsuit? No, these are not from our lawsuit. In fact, during our lawsuit, we did not have these files. Uh, let me move along here.
0: They would have been nice during our lawsuit. These files yes. would have been amazing.
1: They would have been amazing. Yes. I don't
0: know why we, I don't know. I think I did, did I? Oh, no, we, you're right. We didn't have we, them.
1: We, we ga- get, we did give them to the lawyers, but it was kind of already when we were now in the appeal process. Yeah, that's exactly that right.
0: We got them about a year too late.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Stephen Burton. Does OSA keep everything they do legal or do they even care one way or another?
0: They no. no, they'll bend the law in their favor if they need to. And, and if they really need to break the law, they'll just pay somebody else to break the law for them so that there's uh they're not, their hands aren't dirty.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, let me know when you're ready to, to I'm come on, back. Uh, on, merch I'm, me uh, is. Uh, I, oh, okay.
0: I, I've got it. It's going to be merch. Hashtag merch me. Use merch me to enter giveaway. Okay. Hash,
1: with a hashtag.
0: Yeah. Hashtag merch me. I'm going to show you right now. Here it is. Use, use merch me.
1: merch me. There we to go. To
0: I- enter giveaway. It's already going. So So okay. um, if you guys start using that, it should uh, should start showing up
1: okay, so I'm gonna start working on um marking the questions here that we told everybody yeah. to come I'm gonna leave that up to us
0: I'll leave that up we'll do this sorry we're just kind of uh getting to this guys we, we um oh here we go that's even better poof um okay let me see if I can get that back again banner Ooh, uh, 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 um. Yeah, this is fun. I'm going to we'll get this once we have this set up. It'll be better, but uh here I'll I'll put the screen up now. We can do giveaway, guy. We're going to do fancy. We'll get actually, we'll let this roll cuz it's going to everybody who enters is going to get get in there and it randomly picks it. Um okay. Um we want to get back to some questions?
1: Yes. I'll Sorry, undo the ones them. you did. Okay, perfect. Oh, here's a good one. Up.
0: Louis, Louis Thoreau is promoting a new TV show right now. Can you try to get him on a live? Also, have you kept up with his rap career? (laughs) No, Um, I didn't know Louis had a rap career. But um, Louis, if Louis wants to come on our show, we'll come on in a second. Um, And I would love to go on his show. Um, I actually had a really good time doing that video. Uh, I had the opposite Experiences, marty um i and rather enjoyed doing that film with louis and um yeah i like louis he's a good guy um we we have we're very similar we're almost the exact same age we're like a few days different i think on our age we have um boys um his wife is from England, I think. Um, <laughs> we have a lot in common when we start to got we uh, got to chatting, and he knew a little bit about Depeche Mode. So I was like, you know, this guy's a, a decent guy. Thanks, Cave Man. Jill Harrison. Mark's mom said he tried to drown her. Yeah, no love lost between me and the and the mom that said I tried. The best part about that is I was six <laughs> when I, when we were lived in an apartment building that had a pool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay. It's actually
1: really sad how Scientology uses your family. They weaponize your family against you. At least that's, a, that's in completely what they're trying to do. And unfortunately, Scientology made us who we are today. Um, at least speaking for myself, I was born into it. So, you know, there's nothing that they can do that will surprise me at this point. I they surprised me one time, caught me off guard one time, and it will never happen again,
0: yeah, they're pretty uh they're they're they are pretty capable of doing all kinds of dastardly stuff. Mm-hmm. Jill Harrison says does Church of Scientology have an internal email system they do they do they actually had an email system way before email came out. it was called the Mercury system the um management electronic. Um, retrieval communications, rapid communication system. And it was called Merck. We all, if you, and instead of calling it an email, you'd be like, did you, Hey, did you answer that Merck I sent you? Or you've got 27 Merks. That actually was a thing. If you didn't answer a Merck, which is just a message, an email, if you didn't answer a Merck within 24 hours, you'd get a little bit in trouble. The computer system would write a report on you. That you didn't answer your Merck. And if you didn't answer your Merck after 48 hours and started really cranking up the reports, and if you didn't answer your computer messages for like a week, you got put on this list as you got put on the notice board of all the people who had stale date, stale mm-hmm. dated communications. Yeah. Um, if you get an email in Scientology and you don't anth- answer it within 24 hours, the, the Scientology police come to, to see what's going on. They, yeah. They're like you when you don't answer Merck's, you pop up on the police radar in in the central Scientology facility at the base. Yeah. It's the great like they <laughs> if you don't answer a communication, you could get a court of ethics or even a committee of evidence. But if you're a repeat essay, uh, Danny Masterson guy. We'll, we'll we'll spend millions of dollars on legal defense but if you don't answer those communications it's curtains
1: <laughs> yeah. all right we're ready to, to do the giveaway before you, ready? you drive everyone nuts yes oh okay let's do <laughs> it i'm going to uh flying
0: I, yeah let's get it i got to i'm going to share screen okay going to pick the giveaway screen this is a lot of uh, oh, 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 oh here it is giveaway tool okay you see that nope uh sorry oh you don't Oh, uh, nah. yeah, you do. You have to. Oh, here we go. Poof. There it is. Merch yes. me. You see it now. Yes, I do. There, Perfect. now it's big. Okay, this is how it works, guys. There's 210 entries. You know, we can leave it up. We'll, we'll just get, when we get to 250, we're going to do the draw. So okay. it's not going to take that long because it's, it's, oh, it's at 212. Do the, it'll go fast. <laughs> I say, um, let, let,
1: let's do uh, two draws. Two draws? That? Yeah, two draws. Okay.
0: So you want to do it right now, boof? Here we um, go.
1: Okay, yeah, go.
0: Oh, we can do multiple draws.
1: Yeah, that's what on I'm On the saying.
0: same thing. Yes. Okay, so let's just do one now. Poof. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. See, this right? is, I I saw Kelly Copter do this on her channel, and yeah. I was like, oh, I think that's what Claire's been trying to do. Dari Mari, Dari Mari, you're the winner. Congratulations, Yay. Dari Mari. Uh, Dari Mari, give her the, uh, wh- tell her what she's won, Claire.
1: Well, Dari Mari, you are the lucky winner of whatever you would like from the Blown for Good merch store. Please send me an email, claire at blownforgood.com. Include the link to the item you would like. It could be a signed book. It could be an audible book. It could be um, any of the many items that we have in the Blown for Good merch Anything store. Anything you can pick. Yes.
0: I always tell people, pick the most expensive thing. But, you know, you can do whatever you want.
1: I mean, yep, if you're going to get something like. for free,
0: might as well be a... Hail Zenu zipper hoodie. Yeah, there
1: you um, go. Or a Claire Bear hoodie. Yeah. Those are well the
0: I think the Claire Bears are a little cheaper. Um hey now, now. here's but
1: they're <laughs> much prettier.
0: Less expensive. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I use the proper nomenclature. Yeah. Um now here's the cool thing about Claire's uh giveaway thing that she's been so bent on doing. Um, you could just say draw again, and now it's going to do that. It's not going to give it to uh, our last winner, but it's still going to pick through all these people. Oh, Granny G, you almost got love food, food kitchen. kitchen.
1: There we go. This so is pretty
0: cool. Fun. I do like this. I yes. do think that this is a good way to do it.
1: Yes, I agree. And and plus it it shows you who's participating yeah. and who's interested and all that. Anyway, I like it too. It's kind of It is fun. fun. Yeah.
0: And, and you can guarantee there's no favorites. I've never real. we've never really played favorites. Um, no. sometimes somebody who, who just asks over and over, I think Mike just gives it to, he's like, Hey, this person's always here. I'm giving it to him, yeah. but it's, it's, it's random. We don't know. We, I, you know, love food kitchen, you know. All respect, but I don't know who that person is. I didn't. I, we couldn't rig this, yes. um, which I like. That that that's a, it makes it fair. So if anybody yes. thinks there's a there's any funny funny bunny business in here, it's no. It's, it's all <laughs> the up Streamyard above The yard giveaway
1: tool makes it all on the up and up. So congratulations, yeah. Love Food Kitchen! Again, uh, you are the lucky winner of whatever you would like today from the Blown for Good merch store. Uh, please just send me an email claire at blownforgood.com with the link to the item and I will send you back a giveaway link which means you can order it um, at no cost so there you go
0: awesome so let's i i I propose that mm-hmm. we do the rest of the questions yep and then when the questions are all done we'll do another two giveaways
1: perfect that sounds amazing
0: that way um anybody that who didn't get a Chance.
1: Yeah, we're giving our thanks to the almost 1,500 people here today. We appreciate you joining us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Um, Silo
0: Simon, what was that? Sorry.
1: For some OSA talk.
0: Yes. Um, Silo Simon said, took me a second to realize he meant Twitter. I said the X machine. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Uh, I did mean what formerly known as Twitter. Hot Mess Express says, Can someone please explain licking crackers to me? Yes, Hot Mess Express. I have a hate website that is run by Scientology called WhoIsMarkHeadley.com. And um, I welcome anyone to go to it. It's actually, um, I think... Well, it I would it say, proves everything that we say. Yeah,
1: it does. But we had some fun with this. Um, on one of those videos, somebody that Mark and I both used to work with uh, did a video wi- in which, with a straight face, she said, Mark licked those crackers. So Mark, um, with the help of the amazing, beautiful, and talented Kelly Copter, put together a fun little trailer about cracker looking. So don't go to the hate site. That's I mean, you can, if you want to. Oh yeah,
0: that's true. You're right. You can see what she says in the hate site. You can see it on our YouTube. We'll put a link to it in the description below. But if you just look up Mark Headley cracker liquor, um, it'll show up. It's a fun little video. And, um, (laughs) you know,
1: it was our way of playing with Osa. Like, okay.
0: We were actually going to start just licking crackers in videos because it was so popular for a while, mm-hmm. and um, and John Schatzowski sent me a whole box of crackers. And after I ate them, I got sick, and and turns out I can't eat crackers. So um, um, I never really ate or licked crackers in the past, so I didn't really know this. And then when I started eating them on a, on the regular. Uh, my body was not a fan. It's so very,
1: it's very fair to say you're gluten intolerant.
0: Yeah, which which also goes to prove that this is a ridiculous thing that I would even have crackers because I can't eat them.
1: Yeah, we didn't have. Ac- don't, don't forget, guys. It's not like we ever went to the grocery store and bought anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Question, Luna312 says, do you still talk with any of the people from the birthday party? Yeah, I actually talked to one of the people yesterday. He's doing great and uh, he's living his life. He has a child and um, and he was actually um, hanging out with his kid when I talked to him. And um, yeah, that I think he might be the only one besides Claire. Um, I course. think he might be the only person <laughs> at that party that I still have regular contact with. Um, I don't, I don't have any, I want to make sure this point is very clear. I do not actually have any problem with the people, um, that chose to be with their families again. Um, I understand it's, it is what it is. And also, um, I'd like to think that because I'm telling the stories that happened at that place, they can go be friends with their family and not feel guilty because I'm telling the stories that happened there. So um, I'm ta- I'm taking the hits for them. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that until just now, but it did occur to me that um, the stories are still being told by other people. So yep. whether a few people don't, it sucks that they wouldn't just say, yeah, this happened, but. It is what it is. They, it's their life. Do whatever Mm -hmm. works for you. A lot of people um, get worked up about decisions people make. You got to realize whether if a decision that somebody makes out uh, makes in their life that doesn't make sense to you. Well, you're not them. They're making the decision based on their. Uh, the dynamics of their life and yep. they, you don't, you don't know how much pressure or their upbringing or they they have an inheritance of $10 million in the uh, wings or, you know, there's in like, I, I will say this and I hope he doesn't mind me saying it. Um, my friend, the one I still talk to, he stood to gain a, a, a multimillion dollar inheritance were he to play nice and not, um, and disconnect from me and, and, um, play along with Scientology. He refused to play along with Scientology and he didn't get, he, that, that was, it was all gone. It actually, we've, we've kind of come to find out over the years that that all that money was given to Scientology by his father and his father worked out a way because he was no longer speaking with his son his father figured out a way to circumvent the will and a bunch of stuff and I think a bunch of that money went to Scientology so um listen a lot of people listening are like oh I would have taken the millions of bucks I, I mean who he didn't I don't I don't know that's that's him I didn't even have that sort of situation. I had nothing to gain by exposing them and everything to lose. He had everything to gain, um, and he chose not to. So it is what it is. People make decisions based on what they think is the right thing to do for them and their life. Um, But Mark, did they say— We're not
1: here to judge people. We're just here to expose Scientology, and that's always what we'll keep doing. Exactly. I think—
0: Everybody involved in all this is a victim of Scientology, regardless yeah. of whether they worked with them. It's all a big mess created by Scientology. Nancy knew 12. But, Mark, did they say that you ate the crackers or you just licked them? This is true. That's true. Maybe I, you know, I, there were, I don't even think, was gluten intolerance a thing in the Sea Org? I never heard of no. that ever when we yeah. were in the Sea Org. There if, were, you, there were if you were, were gluten intolerant, you were eating some gluten. That's that. That's yeah. that. You're. That's your business now.
1: Yeah, there were a handful of people that were on, quote, special diets, unquote, but they had to have written approval to be on those, and it was a mess. And anyway, there you go.
0: Yeah. Valerie Close, question. Do you think that the hate videos have to bother the people making them, knowing they have no choice but to survive, they have to cooperate? 100%. Um, I mean, even my sister – I'm positive my sister knows. Oh, Mark's gonna make the biggest joke out of these videos. When he's, mm-hmm. if he sees him or someone's, he's gonna, he's gonna roast us. That's what he's gonna do. He's not gonna care. I mean, Anybody who knew me in the Sea Org, Claire can attest this. Anybody who knew me in the Sea Org, I'm the exact same person that I was in the Sea Org. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit more ballsy now, and I don't—I have a less f's to give. But I'm very similar. I talk and act the way I acted when I was there. I'm not a different person. So, um, if they did these sites, they're gonna know like, oh, he's not gonna give a shit about this. The, he, yeah. these literally are gonna be a joke. Okay. And I'm pretty sure my mom knew that too. <laughs>
1: yeah, just pause for a minute and take down the banner. People are complaining that the merch me is destroying the chat. People okay. are still entering merch me. Okay. You only have well, to don't don't you only have to enter it once.
0: Oh yeah, the, yeah I we should have said bar. that. Yeah, it only it take once you say merch me, you're entered. You know, yeah. it's not like, it's not like a lottery ticket. You can't buy 50 and it increases your chance of winning by 50. I'm pretty sure it, it's, it, it, Sorts you after that. So if you've yeah. typed it once, you're in. You've you've entered. Yeah, so um, we can take
1: the banner down.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> My goodness. Um, okay, let's finish these questions before they get. Jen Nelson, super sticker. Thank you, Jen Nelson. That's very thank appreciate, you. Uh, Very generous of you. Um, Denise, question: Do you think the majority of the people in Scientology want out, or actually believe their lies? I do actually. I am positive that at least half of current People that are counted as Scientologists are reading the internet, they're talking smack to other people, they're watching our videos. Um, they don't do anything in Scientology because they're embarrassed that they're in Scientology. And then the other 50% are either playing along because their family are in, and they're just like, oh no, but they hand out way to happiness booklets, they can't be that bad. Um and um, and then you have the people that are – a lot of the people that are funding Scientology, they're giving it uh, money to Scientology, donating their patrons, meritorious, Maximorius, Gluteus, Maximus. Those people are paying – they're just clout-chasing in Scientologists. They They're bigwigs in their little bubble. They're the – They're the richest bigwigs, and everybody in Scientology knows it. Because he's—if you're shaking David Davy Miscavige's uh, fake Davy's name uh, hand, then that's because you've given them millions of dollars. So um, yeah, I don't think the majority do not believe in it, and a majority of them are doing nothing in Scientology. They're just paying money, or they're in it because their family are in it, and they don't want to miss. Uh, not be able to speak with their families, yeah. Exactly. Bear's mom, question How did you ask Claire to marry you, and how soon after you met? Thank you, you are true love. Didn't we do a video about this, babe?
1: Uh, I think so, yes. And and we oh. are upcoming going to do our wedding video and all that. We can still yeah. we'll talk about it. Newly, we found we've yeah. got all
0: the photos, <laughs> we got everything sorted. Um, we were. Well, you tell them, Claire. Everybody complains I yap too much, so you answer these questions for me. Sure,
1: you got it. So we we um, I arrived at the headquarters where Mark worked in Gilman Hot Springs in September of nineteen ninety one. So technically, that's when we first met. um, In May of nineteen ninety two is when um, we agreed to have a relationship. I'm not going to say he asked me out because that's not really how it goes in Scientology and would give a false impression that we were going on dates and things of that nature, which was never the case. Um, So he asked me like probably a week or so after we had made this agreement um, if I would marry him and I agreed and then we were married in August. So May to August... Uh, we were married on august 21st and 22nd of 1992 21st is when we got our wedding license in vegas and the 22nd is when we had a scientology wedding ceremony at the celebrity center Boom. 1992
0: guys i don't know i'm not a mathematician but if you check your calendar i'm pretty sure we're at somewhere like Thirty something, thirty-one 30. years. There we you just go. Celebrated See, our
1: thirty-first anniversary. There Boom. you
0: go. Flipping the flipping. Okay, you thank go. you, Bears mom. Um, question. Anyone know how Liz Gale has disappeared from social media?
1: I don't know, but um, I talked with Liz a few days ago, and all is well to my yeah. knowledge.
0: Yeah, I, it's, we we, it's we all kind have of a kids weird and families
1: and work <laughs> and whatever else. Uh, yeah, so. Um, we will be gone for stretches of time yeah. and all will be well. We have we, lived through much worse than uh, making appearances on YouTube every once in a while.
0: <laughs> I will say if there are any future holes that occur in YouTube content or videos, we have amazing stuff coming up. We've got a video coming up with Mike Brown on multiple break-ins and multiple escapes in one incident that happened mm-hmm. at the end base and people were broken out, people broke in and it, it's better. I want to, I want to say it's as good or maybe just a little bit better than the breakout video Claire and I did a week ago. Yes. This video very well may be an ever better breakout video. And we're going to start an escape. There's a playlist on the channel called escape stories. And we're going to start putting all the specific escape stories into that playlist um, that'll cover um, the people that we talk to. And we might even just have to start a series called Scientology escape stories. Yep. Cause it's not, it's, it is a Scientology stories. We've been including them as, scientology stories i don't know i'm you guys tell me if we should make a separate playlist that's just escape stories and then just scientology stories i don't know i'm um, i'm in
1: i'm in for escape stories but of course yes comment dro- drop a comment on this video after the fact if you would like to uh um hear more of, of the deep dives of how people escaped specifically like how they did that and yeah yeah I, th- okay. I think it's fascinating, because the fact that you have to go to such great lengths to escape is tells its own story in and of itself. Totally. All right. There you go.
0: Okay. Go, Claire.
1: Uh, question. Claire, however did you maintain your sanity with a new baby and living in a fishbowl being watched? yeah that's a really good question. It was uh you know in retrospect, looking back, we all just make the best of the situations we're in um but yeah, it was stressful and it was um, but yeah, we did it, we made it through here we are today, so yay,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: all right, has this experience changed how you parent thank you studio seventeen seventy six I would say absolutely yes. Mark and I have talked about this many, many times. We try to um, we try to parent almost, I'd say, the exact opposite of how we were parented, and we try to make sure that uh, you know. And it's it's quite a process getting out of Scientology. Um, I am going to be doing an ask a therapist series. To kind of really break down, you know, having been born in Scientology and being told that psychology and psychiatry are evil from birth, um, making comparisons with trained professionals to really learn about what is therapy, you know, not not to say anyone has to make that decision or not, but just to, to normalize it from a from a having been raised in a cult situation. But that said, um, we've always, you know, I've a- always read parenting books and, you know, tried to do everything um, in our power to make sure that our kids are surrounded by people who love them unconditionally and to really help our kids understand that um, it's really, really important to us, for example, that they get a proper education. Anyway, on and on. So, yes, it's definitely impacted how we parent our children.
0: Yeah. I feel that the reason both of us ended up joining the Sea Org was because we were sort of thrown to the wolves by our parents and just not, um, just not cared about enough that they, if like I would never, I wouldn't let my kid do that even if he was 21 i'd be i'd try to persuade him not to do something like that we were both in our early teens when we were sort of just turned over to Scientology and so um and and we felt like that was the better choice because of our home how our family and home life was because it wasn't a supportive empowering environment so um so yeah we tried to do the opposite of that there you go. Next.
1: All right. Question referring to the picture of Claire and baby Bubba. How many months or years past Mark's great escape were you? Yes. So this was May 2006 and we had both escape, made our escapes in January, 2005.
0: Yeah. So, and a year Bubba's and a just months. a nickname yes. that we have for the kids when they're little. <laughs>
1: yeah, and now we call our youngest monkey all the time. Or so, actually, we still call him Bubba. It's it's yeah. just a you know, again, John Clark question: If an OT is supposed to have godlike powers, why would it even bother them to deal with an SP or look at criticism of Scientology on the web? That's what Seems I've like been a huge saying. Contradiction. <laughs> I know that's why I marked this question because I was yeah. like, you know what? That is a great question. I because would say that really that yeah. breaks it down of the irony and the um complete contradictions. And really a Scientologist, um, if they're still that they'll they'll be like, "Can't look, can't look, can't look, and there's cognitive dissonance going on and all that. And many times they're afraid to look. Because of what the consequences will be for them, not only within Scientology, that they'll now have to pay for interrogations and ethics handlings and everything else. But oftentimes their family, their children, who they work for, their friends are all in this small Scientology bubble. So, yeah. um, yeah.
0: I would say that all the time. I'm like, so uh, what? There's SPs. Who cares? Yeah. Like, that's how we treat them. We're like, oh, Osa's putting hate websites. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. When you're in Scientology, the most powerful Scientologists are the ones that are declared SPs. Mm -hmm. Because if I walk into the store, Scientologists, they have to leave the store if I'm in there. They can't talk to me. They can't have any communication. Because if I – the words I say could – Ruin their Scientology relationships and family and eternity and all that. That's how powerful I am. They have no power over SBs. So it's, it is a, that is a great question.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh, Sharon Miner, do you think any of your family members will ever leave Scientology? Great question as well. Answering for myself, I certainly hope so. Um, You know, I have an uncle that's in the C organization in, England. He already escaped once. He was on the rehabilitation project force for 10 years. Um, Anyway, and I, I really hope my sisters and my brother will come out someday. The problem is that they were really young when I joined this organization. I was 16, my sister was six, my brother was four, and my little sister was two. So they don't actually know me, which makes it even sadder to see my brother having to do a hate video about me um, you know, but again, I never say never. I never thought Mike Rinder would leave. And That's true. And he did. So, yeah. you know, uh, we have hope and no one can ever force us to give up hope. There you
0: yeah. go. Awesome. Panko, super wow. sticker. Oh,
1: thank you, Panko. Very Good generous. You here, thank and you and for thank that. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate you.
0: Panko has uh, been a frequent flyer, of uh, yes. the channel, from the very early days of Blow yes. for Good.
1: Very definitely. Debbie Richardson, congratulations, Claire, on becoming president of the Aftermath Foundation. Do you think little Davy realizes that he caused you all to speak out, or is he completely oblivious to his own lunacy? Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate it. Is It is our greatly our honor to serve and assist with the cause of the foundation. It's something we're very, very passionate and um, dedicated to, obviously. And to answer your question about David Miscavige, Uh, there's a term in Scientology where they say you're occluded. Like you, you can't confront what's really going on. That's what's going on with David. (laughs) He will never admit his involvement in anything. Uh, it won't be obvious to him. He's always right. And everybody else, meaning the entire world is wrong. So sadly, uh, he has the incapacity to review any of his actions and you know, there you go. That's, that's on him, not on us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. If you actually – Scientologists are really big in statistics and statistical analysis. And if, if a statistic changed at a certain point, you look at what changed at that point. And um, that's how they review everything. It's all about the statistics. If you've ever been a Sea Org um, executive or Sea Org member, you know – All of Scientology is based on statistics and analyzing them to figure out who caused the stat to go up and who caused it to go down. Scientologists that are watching this should know that Scientology's international statistics, as dictated by L. Ron Hubbard, um, have been going down since the early 1980s. When David Miscavige took over Scientology, they used to have a, at least 100,000 members in the uh, 1980s, early 1980s. And now they're down to about twenty twenty five thousand, 25,000, including the Sea Org members. So they are um, their members are, they're actually reducing, which lines up, David Miscavige considers 2.5% of the population suppressive persons, um, because that's what L. Ron Hubbard wrote. 2.5% of the world are suppressive persons and Scientology has been declining at two and a half percent, a rate of two and a half percent every year since David Miscavige took over. So coincidence, I say not. Um, I, I
1: think the, the rate of decline has increased to the 20%. It has. 20% as Wal Hubbard says uh, the population of Earth is our potential trouble sources. That's Two and true. And half, yes. I think that's more, uh, you know, anyway. So, so many people are leaving Scientology, it's hard for them to keep track. They're just yes. having to focus on.
0: <laughs> oh, Tr- Trevanon has a very perfect comment. Yes. Have uh... you ever met it? In... Put yeah. your manners back in. <laughs> Um, Tom, you know, I got to get that one. I'm going to write it down. Have you ever met an SP? I'm going to get, um, I'm going to clip that and that's going to, whenever somebody says that, I'm going to, you know, play Put it. Put your manners back, Tim. Uh You can't handle the truth. Um, anyway, yes. Thank and, you, Trevenant. <laughs> and
1: the irony of that question is that Tom Cruise was your counselor in Scientology. Tom so. Cruise was
0: my Scientology <laughs> auditor. So when he says, when people ask, have you ever met an SP? He knows in the back of his mind. Oh, I have. But when they asked him that question, I was still there. And I was one of the people that was working on uh, work at, on, at Golden Air Productions, making those videos. So, um, but in retrospect, he not only audited one, he made one. That's if you're an auditor and the person goes SP, you are largely responsible. So that's I. that's, I just realized that the two people that are, that share responsibility and me become an SP are Tom Cruise and David Miscavige. You made this folks. SPTV nation. Uh, should have, should have done something different. Uh, do you feel upset with how they have duped people? They sell this utopian view, but treat you like crap. And it's not real.
1: We're not upset about it. That's why we're here. So that innocent people can't fall prey to this cult any longer. Um, it's not something to be upset about. It's, it's a, Uh, An aspect of, hey, let's educate people and help people understand what's going on here. And if we can save one person from getting dragged into that cult, then we're here for it. So,
0: Yeah, it's not very productive getting upset. It's upsetting, but it's not productive to get up. Getting upset is not going to solve the problem. Uh, Channeling that into action may, (laughs) we hope. Yeah. Go ahead. You can read that one. Okay,
1: Alexandra Champagne. You two are so inspiring. You deserve to be happy. Thank you for all you do to help ex-Scientologists. Your Sophie's Choice was the right one. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Um, Hannah, didn't we do this? You can read it, but I'm pretty Um, sure we did that.
1: No, we didn't. Question. When are you going to have the delightful Catherine Olson tell her story on your channel? She just volunteered, and I love her style. So, yes, I did an interview with Catherine Um, that's in Scientology stories. But yes, Catherine Catherine and I talk almost every day. So um, we could do an escape. uh, Catherine's escape story would be- We never did that? Um, I mean, we talked about pieces of it, but like with graphics and all that, and you pick her up at the airport and all that would be amazing. Yeah, I picked Catherine up at the Denver airport the day she escaped. Yeah. And she walked out and I gave her a big hug. (laughs) And- And we got our yeah. So that was sort of a weird
0: one because we weren't doing YouTube at the time.
1: No, we were not.
0: But but she knew enough to wanna talk to us. Like she named us, like I wanna speak to these two people. Yes. And it was Aaron and myself, I think. Wasn't it Aaron and myself? She was like, I know these guys know what's going on. I want to talk to them. Yep. (laughs) Um, anyway, yeah, I thought we'd done that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kimberly Stovall question. Have you had someone that was hateful to you become a close friend post cult? Um, well, I mean, hateful within Scientology, you know, we've, I, I don't know about hateful. Definitely not. I mean, the people, the the two people that were super hateful to me were uh, Jenny Linson and Sue Wilhair Gentry. Um, other than that, you know, we don't, hold things against people and obviously we're very good friends with many people who have left like Mike Rinder Christy Amy Scobie, you know whatever we have tons of tons of friends so yeah yeah we, it's kind of we consider it, uh at least speaking for myself when it, when I speak to someone new I, I'm always like hey if if hopefully there's no hard feelings for anything that went on uh you know being that I was in religious technology Center I interrogated many people and I always want to make sure that people know um, that if I need to apologize for something, I am glad to do that. Because believe you me, there's many things I'm not proud of having spent 30 years in Scientology. But, um, you know, that's, again, part of why we do what we do now. So, Awesome. Yep.
0: Okay. When did Catherine Olson leave Scientology? About two years June, ago now, right?
1: June, tw- June 11th, 2021. Boom. Yeah. Catherine, tell me if I've got it wrong. Um, <laughs> I know I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, is Catherine in the in the chat? Yes, yeah, she, she, <laughs> she is. She um, is. Oh, she is in the chat. People I, are like, "Yeah, why don't I you just ask her?" Very She's here
1: specifically because it happens to be um, the birthday of someone that I do a lot of work for. So
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. You got your question answered, uh, Stephen. Stephen Burton. Um, yeah. Okay, here.
1: Uh, Jungle Jane question, how can a family disown their loved ones? I can't wrap my head around it. I know I completely agree with you. Um, I, I heard, I've listened to, you know, I've read lots of books, listened to audiobooks, you know, whatever. And I think one of the things that struck me the most was someone said that disconnection is more cruel than death. And I completely agree with that. It's um, But it, but I think also disconnection highlights the evil and destruction that is the true nature of Scientology. There's no way to wrap your head around it. There's nothing to understand other than to understand this is a dangerous cult.
0: Yes. Um, thank you for that, Jungle Jane.
1: Stephanie Stewart, how did the last aftermath foundation fundraiser do? Such a worthy cause. Thank you, Stephanie, so much. It did amazing. I think the thirteen thousand um,
0: five hundred yeah. was the was the total from YouTube. But when, whenever we do one of those fundraisers, um, almost every time we get um, donations directly to the SP shop. So, don't people donate? They buy something and they do an extra donation there. And then people send in checks. So, we usually don't do a tally until like the, the, by the another month, because that some people are donating and mailing from other countries. And, um, and then the, SP shop orders have to be processed and then that has to pay out. So I would say it'll at least be anywhere from the what it is, $1,300 up to probably maybe even $20,000.
1: Yep, absolutely. So it was very successful. Thank you to everybody who donated. And thank you also to everyone who has purchased the Davy Elves over at the spshop.com that has that single item has already raised more than $10,000 for the aftermath foundation, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so yeah, don't forget to get on over to the spshop.com if you don't have your Davy Elf and thank you to everyone who has submitted photos. One of these days leading up to Christmas, we'll have some fun with all of those amazing photos.
0: That's right. If you've got photos of Davy dolls or SP bracelets or bobbleheads, at the end of the year, we're gonna do a wrap up video and we're gonna pick all the best um, bobblehead picks, bracelet picks, um, dirty Davy doll picks, and we're gonna bring back an, an old time favorite, Shoops. If you Boom. guys have got David <laughs> Miscavige and Tom Cruise in the shower shoops or whatever, any David Miscavige shoops that you want to submit, we're going to do all the ones we get between now and the end of the year are going to go into a folder and the good ones we're going to pick. And I think the top 10 of other what, whatever it was, bobblehead, SP Bracelets, Dirty Davey um, or shoops, the top 10 best of all of those are all going to get merch giveaways. They're going to win merch depending on which you know place you get or whatever. So um, you can go to blownforgood.com and you can submit the photos. They can submit the photos through the Blown for Good link, link right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Wait,
1: wait, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, through the Blown for Good website, yes.
0: Yes, if you go to theblownforgood.com, there's a contact us page, and you can put your photos in there and then send them that way and say what it's for, and then that way it'll go to the right place. It's all it's all bloopity-blooped and computerized, digitized, all that stuff now with all the yes. digitals. Um, and then we also have other merch. If you guys just want Blown for Good merch, you can go to the Blown for Good store and get that. We're selling a ton of Hail Zenu. Uh, sweatshirts and trucker hats and stickers and all kinds of good stuff over there if you want that kind of nonsense. And And, then um, we
1: also added um, Aftermath Foundation merch at the spshop.com. So we have hoodies, shirts. That's right. um, Other other great items. Merch,
0: merch, merch. Yeah, I miss the shoops too. I was looking through, uh, had to look through a bunch of old Folders to uh, compile this birthday uh, party stuff. And there was a folder, a shoops folder. And I looked in there and I thought, oh, um, if, if you guys don't know what shoops are, it's just a Photoshop. Uh, it's a funny Photoshop document. My favorite one to this day is somebody sent in um, a picture of Tom Cruise from Top Gun when he's in a shower scene, and they just photoshopped Dave Miscavige <laughs> right in front of him. Like, and Dave has full uh, makeup on. It's the he's got lashes and he's got blush. It's amazing, uh, little lippy, <laughs> little lip gloss. Anyway, that's one of my favorites. But um, so any along that vein. I'm not I'm not encouraging it, but I'm definitely not discouraging it. If you've got sexy photos of David Miscavige and Tom Cruise, um, the, and oh, that's the other thing. A lot of these shoops, when people send them to me, if they're really hilarious, I'll use them as a thumbnail for a video on David Miscavige or Tom Cruise if we end up telling a story about them. So that's always fun to just see your shoop over and over again on the thumbnail of a YouTube video. So anybody, any photo shoopers out there, um, who like uh, like to have fun? Uh, you can send those to us. Um, are we ready for this last giveaway?
1: Uh, I think we have a few last questions. Oh I see my f- I see five comments still. Oh I, wow! I added, in. I added a couple. Oh, okay. But there are also some, you know, simply Kim. I'm donating through my work to the Aftermath Foundation through CFC. Thank you very much, Simply Kim. And for anyone who's wondering, CFC is the Combined Federal Campaign. It's one of the most rigorous workplace giving programs that the Aftermath Foundation was approved for a few months ago. Um, Our CFC number is 43091, which is very important. Um, You want to explain what that is? Yes, I'm going to do that right now. It's U.S. Um, uh, yes, this is for the United States of America combined federal campaign is a program in which all federal employees um, can uh, donate to their charity of choice with pre-tax dollars and they're very much encouraged to do so. Uh, we've been attending many um, CFC events to promote our the aftermath Foundation and the cause of the aftermath Foundation. It's an amazing program so
0: nice. Thank you simply Kim. That's a, that's awesome.
1: Apostate Alex in the house. Thank you for everything you are both doing to expose the horrific ways Scientology abuses and hurts people and their families. You both inspire me every day. And thank you for your support with the protest. Absolutely.
0: You know, I'm going to tell somebody something like a behind the things behind the scenes thing. When apostate Alex first kind of came on the scene, we, we, we don't know apostate Alex personally. We've never met him. Um, when new people come on the scene, we got to kind of be a little cautious because we've seen this from OSA in the past where they kind of send people in to infiltrate the SP community. And As,
1: as we just demonstrated with those photos. <laughs> yes, exactly. This has been
0: going on since 2006. Yes. Okay. Um, so when Apostate Alex first came on the scene, some people were like, hey, we got to keep our eye on this guy because we don't know where he... None of us know him personally. We don't know where he came from. Um, And if any people were wondering, well, what apostate Alex has done now should clear his name. If he's working for OSA, he's the best damn OSA spy they've ever had. Because he made (laughs) Tom Cruise fly into an event in a chopper by blocking the road to their event. I mean, I'm pretty sure... He's not working for OSA at this point, and um, I was talking to Claire the other night, and I was like, I can't believe people were kind of a little cautious of him. At, that real, you know, for months and months and months, and then I was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's good. <laughs> he's fine. Let him be. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Thanks, apostate Alex. Oh yes. my good, Doctor X. Doctor
1: Shun Lei. Amazing marking breather to catch bit of a live. How do you get your pets if in Esso and what happens to them at the imp base or other organizations if you get into trouble, i.e. the Rehabilitation Project Force or the whole? Yes. Um, And I and I'm thinking that's a great question, by the way, Dr. X, thank you so, so much for your incredible kindness. Your support is greatly appreciated. Good luck with your marking. I can't even imagine. But thank you for joining us here. And yes, at least in our case, we had a Dalmatian, which we anyway, whatever. It's kind of a long story. Um, we should probably do a, a separate episode. I was thinking, honey, we should do an an episode just on your escape and on my escape uh, for the escape stories.
0: That's a great um, idea.
1: Yes, it would be amazing because um, we I can really it. go into that. But um, we got we managed to get our dog back from uh, the base security guys in April of 2005. So three months after um, we escaped, three or four months after we escaped, he was in terrible condition. It was really, really sad, but he lived out the rest of his days with us. And we're... uh, Yeah, anyway, it's not... The Sea the Organization, just as it's a terrible environment for children, it's a terrible environment for humans. And <laughs> last but not least, it's a terrible environment for pets. Um, yeah. And so they were often neglected. If you had, like, many times we would spend all of our $46 just getting the food for our dog because he we he had a... Skin allergy, whatever. Anyway, so we had to get special food for him and oftentimes like, we had our no dog,
0: money. We, we had to pay for dog prescriptions and special dog food in yeah. the Sea Org. And we made $46 a week. Yeah. Uh, dog food is $46 a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he and he was a Dalmatian named Jupiter. We love that dog. He was amazing. He
0: was the best.
1: Um but sadly when Mark picked him up, he was like black and dirty. He was a Dalmatian
0: There was a white Dalmatian and when I picked him up, you could not even see his spots. That's how dirty he was yeah, by the been... time we ended up getting him. They let they just locked him in a, in a like a fenced in area with dirt and he was just filthy dirty. Yeah. So very sad. They didn't. Uh, they didn't care that he, no. could, he. He essentially was an SP dog. <laughs> yeah. That was stuck there. The only there. reason he
1: survived is because a friend of ours that was Rowan, stuck there, L. Ron yeah, Hubbard's Rowan. granddaughter, was Thank feeding you, him and
0: trying to at least give him something so that he would stay alive. And yeah. she kept him alive as much as she could through whatever she was doing um, after we left. And yeah. she's actually was a friend of ours then, and she's still a friend of us ours now. So we got to uh, hopefully one day we'll get Rowan on here. That would be
1: amazingly epic.
0: Rowan and I have got some stories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We've got escape stories. Oh, my God. Even Rowan. Oh, so good. We got to do a Rowan escape story at some point. Mm -hmm. Scientology is really going to hate this series, guys, because we're going to tell people don't, don't. People are get worried like, oh, you're telling them how people no they're there have been hundreds of escapes and everyone is awesome yep. <laughs> and there's so many ways to escape we might even be giving ideas to people who don't know the old ways and they might find them new <laughs> some yeah. of the seerig member hopefully they get it um what is Eyes to See? You can go ahead and read that one.
1: Okay. Eyes to See 33. Claire, you and Mark should do a fundraiser for an animal organization in honor of all the abused animals at OSA Scientology. Yep. That's a fair thought. Um, we, we love, we, our pets are all adopted. We love um, organizations that do such great work for our pets.
0: Yep. Okay. Last question.
1: Okay. Sandra Hartley, who would audit David Miscavige? So to my knowledge, as of 2005, when I escaped, David Miscavige had not received any Scientology counseling since 1993. And that's according to the documented paperwork in his folder, in his PC folder, where they have record of every single counseling session ever ever done. The last people to audit David Miscavige were, were Ray Midoff, um, and John Eastment. Um, Anyway, so there you go. Uh, that's to my knowledge. So nobody is the answer to your question <laughs> currently audits David Miscavige. You probably Okay, I
0: said him. last question, Alex.
1: Apostate um, Alex, shall we submit a DevT developed traffic report for the literal traffic uh, David Miscavige caused on the roads around East Grinstead last week? Yes, yes. there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, guys. Um we covered. I think we covered everything. We got, yes. um, uh, we got that. We got Mitch. We got. In, we got Zeno we got is my homeboy. Blown we got for good. Lots
1: of great stuff coming. Davy things. Week. Yes.
0: S- Aftermath. We covered all of it. Um, thank you, guys for joining us today. Um, thank you very much for all you guys who watched to the very end. And don't um, forget we... the
1: two giveaways, the two final giveaways. We still have to do that? Yes. <gasps> yes, you do. Oh my god! And and to everybody in the chat, if you've entered, if you've written hashtag merch me with no spaces, you have been entered. If you added it with any spaces, then you're not entered. So if you, if you hashtag merch me, exactly. There I you just go. hit Here draw
0: again. Yep. It's picking another one. Oh, yeah. You can see all the frequent flyers. Mm -hmm. And Kitty Named named (laughs) Bunny. You win. (laughs) (laughs) I really like it. Does it really good? Kitty Named Bunny. Congratulations. And uh, send an email to Claire.
1: And let's do one more. um, And then I'll give the final instructions of what to do. We're going to do one more? Yeah, one more. You said you were going to do two at the end. Never
0: ends. Never
1: ends. Well, I did say
0: two. You're right. (laughs) Somebody's keeping track of all this.
1: Not going to mention any initials, but her name is Claire Headley.
0: Yeah. Oh, Juliana, Careful, you
1: JC. almost got oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, congratulations to all the winners. Go to the Blown for Good merch, merch shop um, on this channel. Pick whatever you would like. Send me a link to that item at claire at and I will answer you back with a giveaway link. For that yeah. item. There you go. Oh, Thank you so much to I everyone to. who participated. It's been an amazing, oh gosh, almost two hours here on this beautiful yeah, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we got another
0: thing coming <laughs> up in one minute.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, you, you do? Yeah. Oh, gosh.
0: No, don't we have a meeting?
1: Oh no, not 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 in a minute. In a few oh. hours, yeah, we're oh,
0: good. Okay, good. I and was trying to get out, out by two. all the time in the
1: world. And don't forget to join us tomorrow for a live that we will be simulcasting on Blown for Good and Mike Rinder's channel. And,
0: and then, then on, on Wednesday, Wednesday we have the escape break-in story of the international headquarters of Scientology's secret Sea Org base in Gilman Hot Springs, California, with Mike Brown, special yes. guest. Mike Brown. Yes. Bye, guys. Until next time.